Good morning. I didn't just hit that record button because I want to be recorded, but I was asked to do that. So <laughs> things aren't always as they appear, I guess, huh? Well, I tell you what, it's, it's humbling to stand here again this morning. You know, I've so often, I, I, I know from my life, I've always looked at others, brothers who stand to teach or preach or whatever their position is, and, and we have a tendency to esteem them higher than ourselves, maybe. I hope we're not doing that today, because I, believe me, I'm not worthy to be here any more than anybody else would be here, so. But uh, I tell you, yesterday morning I just had this feeling that I was going to be asked, and I uh, opened the word yesterday morning, and I think it's Second Timothy, one of the first words I read, read was uh, Paul's letter to Timothy said, preach the word. I think that looks different in all of our lives on a daily basis, weekly basis. I hope our lives can preach the word. I think one of the hardest things to do stand up here for me as a young boy, I don't know if many of you ever heard that. It says, young man, you practice what you preach. Young ladies, you practice what you preach. And it wasn't always from the word, but it isn't easy to tell somebody something, how they need to act, how, what they need to do. But in our own lives, we're not practicing what we preach. When I sit down, I think that's the part that makes it the hardest. Puts more responsibility on myself for what I just said. I'm accountable to you all. So I hope you make me, keep me accountable to practice what I preach. But it makes you accountable too. Accountable to hold me accountable. That's, that can be hard. So um, thank you. I hope you've all been praying for the word. If, um, you know, yet. Yesterday afternoon, I was helping Dan, and before we left, he says, um, um, he says, I don't want to ruin your day, but he asked me if I would share today. You know, that struck with me. Why, why would sharing God, knowing that I'm going to be sharing God's word, ruin my day? If you all came to hear Kevin, your day is going to be ruined, believe me. So I trust the Holy Spirit is going to speak today. And our day's not ruined. As I reflected back on yesterday, things didn't go exactly how I thought they should or would, but it went exactly how God wanted it to go. I was thankful. So let's, let's open the word here and see what he has today. Well, I've opened up to Psalm 119. Um, we'll just start here at verse 145 and read for a little bit. I cried with my whole heart, Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented 
the dawning of the morning, and cried, I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches, that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forsake thy law. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies, yet do I not decline from thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved, because they kept not thy word. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindnesses. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. I think we'll stop right there. Let's sing 37. Let's kneel and pray. Lord, we're so, so thankful for this opportunity we have this morning to, uh, to be here and to gather and, Lord, to share and to listen to learn. Lord, I pray that we could be edified today. Lord, I pray that we could be challenged, chastised if we need that. Lord, we know your word is like a two-edged sword. And we heard a couple weeks ago, like the surgeon's knife is used to cut away some of the, what's bad so that healing can come. So Lord, we just pray that you would give us what we need today. Lord, we're so thankful to have visitors with us today. It encourages us, Lord. It's a testimony to us of their love and their desire to be with us, to travel the many miles, to spend the day with us the weekend. Lord, I ask that you bless them for this. I pray the Lord that the bond of unity and love can be strengthened. The unity of the true spirit, Lord, in thee. Lord, I pray that you'd your spirit would be here today. That the messages that we hear today would be from thee. And not of ourselves. Lord, it's in thy name we pray. Amen. This morning, 
for some reason it was put on my heart to read out of a certain book. And I asked about a brother about that. It's not normally that I just like to open the word, but for some reason God placed it on my heart this morning and I didn't want to do it and it just kept pressing there. So I'm going to trust it is of the Spirit that we read out of Ephesians 4 this morning. Probably something that I need to hear from my lips that I I need to hear. There's a lot here. This is a long chapter. Start at verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto, unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led, led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speak the truth in love. May grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, Having the, understanding, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have learned him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye be, and that ye put on the new man, 
which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that is needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed into the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away with you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. As we started here, Paul was calling us to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. With all lowliness and meekness and long-suffering for bearing one another in love. You know, I've, I've read that before and always thought that that meant the occupation that I was in. To walk worthy of that. And it could be that, I think. But I, I don't, I'm not sure that's what... I don't believe that's what Paul is referring to here. As we read through this, I think the vocation he's calling to us is the vocation we're all in right here. And he calls us to do it with lowliness and meekness, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. If something comes up that we don't agree on, and we do have things that come up that we don't understand maybe each other, and we have to talk things through, and maybe we don't completely agree at one point. If we don't come to an agreement, understanding of each other with lowliness and meekness of heart, will we ever get to the unity of the Spirit? That can, I mean, that's something I've had to learn That there is, we read farther on here, that there is one body and one spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. You know, there are many different religions, different denominations. I think a lot of them there are because they, they don't agree. They don't believe the same thing. I don't know what that looks like when there's only one body here. It says one body, one faith, one baptism, one Lord. There's going to be one church. I read here, it's very important to be in the unity of the Spirit. And we get there with lowliness and meekness, long-suffering and forbearance and in love. It's possible to get there. That's what I read here. And we have to. 
I don't believe there's going to be different beliefs in heaven. I think there can be different denominations who um, believe the same. But I don't think they all are that way. I read on here and it says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Do we want to edify the body of Christ? Is that our desire? Can we edify the body of Christ? To sit back and do nothing and let everybody, somebody else do the work in the body. I say that having been there before. Everybody else is better, more equipped. But I'm going to guess if we talk to those who seem to be more of an evangelist, a better preacher, better teacher, that they probably feel the same way. So we, we all have a job to do, to edify the body. We're all part of a body. We all have that desire to be the church of Christ. So there's work to do. So we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. We can't agree to disagree on this stuff. If there's differences, we need to work it out. We need to talk it out. We need to come to the unity of the Spirit, the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God. We can be limited, I believe, in our understanding and our knowledge as man. But I don't believe that's an excuse to limit our limited knowledge and our understanding to say that we can't get there, we can't understand it, we can't agree, we can't come to the unity of the faith and the, faith and the Spirit, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Some of you are probably a lot closer to being a perfect man than I am. We're all a probably different place that doesn't mean we can quit. I think we, can, we all have work to do. But when we get to that point where we realize that we need to strive to be that perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, then we will not be as it says here, henceforth tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men. We know what our purpose is. We know what our goal is. We know what we have to do, what we're called to and where we need to be. And that's when we can become steadfast. I think there's a difference between steadfast 
and stubborn. Speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. And it talks here about the body, all fitly joined together. There's so many different levels of abilities here. There's some of you that are a lot better at sharing the word. There's some of you are better at leading songs. I, uh, I listen to some of you young men, and uh, I see a lot of potential. It makes excites me. I think it helps complete the body. I hope none of you feel like you're not a part of the body. I hope that sometimes we don't always just see what our part is, our role is, but others do. But that we're willing to just be a part of the body and to do what what the Lord asks us to do, to calls upon us to do. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable. It probably won't be. Because if it is, you're probably not perfect yet. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Are we there? I read farther on here. It, it, it struck me as I read it. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. How have we done this week? But that which is good to the use of edifying. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. I, for one, have failed on that. But if God can put on that new man, that new creature in us, and we want him to, and we ask him to do, to do that to us, I think he can do that. I think we can overcome that corrupt communication. Because it says it grieves the Holy Spirit of God. It doesn't say that we've lost our salvation if we have any corrupt communication, but it grieves him. We don't want our Lord to be grieved over what we say and what we're doing, do we? I desire the Holy Spirit to work in me. So that's one area for right net for this week. I know I can plead for help and I can put it into practice. You know, I shared here a couple of weeks ago with someone who's shared with me that, you know, I pray and I ask the Lord to change me. But it just doesn't seem like he's doing it. Now I have to take some of my advice, what I gave that person. 
We can't expect just to pray and ask God to change us in some area, but we have to do it. Do it. Use words that are good and edifying and minister grace to the hearers. That doesn't always mean that we should say we agree with everything that somebody tells us that if it's wrong. But there's a way. There is a right way to minister grace. I read back here, it says... Um, Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Doesn't seem like lying should be a problem here with us. But there can be different forms that we can justify. Maybe not telling the whole truth. Maybe um, not being completely forthright or honest in everything we say or do. You know, I was cons- talking with Sam back there about opening. You know, I just felt like this. God just put this chapter on my heart, and I don't know why. But He encouraged me just to tell you that I could have just opened up here and. You'd have thought that God just opened, you know, that's where it opened up to. But if I wouldn't have, that could have probably been a little form of deceitfulness or lying. It just, to me, lying just seems like it can be very black and white. But I don't think it is. We're members of one another. We don't want to deceive each other in any way. We're of one body. It says, be ye angry and sin not. Are there things to be angry about? We can, um, Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus addressed anger. I can't just say exactly how that was. It says, Whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment Whosoever is angry without a cause. How can we get angry with our brothers without a cause? But I think there are times we're going to be angry. And I, I take this, we can be angry with sin. We can see things going on and happening that is wrong. And we can get angry about that. But how do we respond to that? How do we deal with that? We can respond in it in a way that is just as bad. Lower our, ourselves to their level. It could be sin. 
So we're warned here how we deal with angry anger, but also not to be angry with our brothers without a cause. It says, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That word wrath just reminds me we were reading in James this week. You know, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. If we do have wrath, can we let it go for a little while and it'll work its way out, work itself out? Something will... It'll take care of itself. It won't. It'll only fester. Take care of it before the end of the day. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which worked good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. To me, there's just something a concept about that whole verse that somebody who is steals is not going to be of the mind to give to him who needs. But someone who works with their own hands, labors, it's good. And he will have a mind to help those who are in need. Have you ever been tempted to steal something? Some time of your life before you were converted, probably. You were not in a mind of, a, of, of helping somebody else when you're in that mind of being tempted to steal. Let all bitterness, and there's that word wrath again, and anger, and clamor and evil speaking or corrupt communication be put away from you with all malice. But be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. When we look back at how all the things that Christ has had to do, to, went through to, and forgive us, can we keep that in the forefront of our mind when we're tempted to be bitter, angry, speak evil of somebody else? I can't find it right now, but... We were just reading in Colossians, I think. Was it Colossians? About the putting on. Those things that we need to put on. It kind of goes along right here with if we put on and we'll put off all the bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking. There's a lot here I know I have to look at for myself. Those former conversations of the old man put off. 
being angry with sin, how we respond. Corrupt communication. This all grieves the Holy Spirit. And just like when we have pride in our lives, God will withhold his blessing, his Holy Spirit from us, and we become ineffective. So I encourage this week, let's all be preachers. Let's practice what we preach. Let's practice what we say, what we believe. We may not be standing in front of somebody saying words, but with our lives, we are preaching.